But let me back up just a bit more. How did I arrive in Tunisia with no money? That's a long story, but I'll shorten it a bit, if you don't mind. While I was in Gibraltar, I hooked up with a couple of gay hairdressers from Blackpool, England, who were driving a newly purchased French car to sell at a great profit somewhere in Africa. Was it Ethiopia? Uh, I forget. I offered to come along and share gas costs for the ride to Libya, where I had this letter of introduction for a job written by a lady from the community church I attended in Michigan. Great. Small car, but there is room for me, my new Spanish guitar, and my backpack in the back seat, and a little legroom if the passenger moved the seat ahead a bit. So, we say goodbye to the English speakers in Gibraltar. What a treat it had been to understand people walking down the street, chat with the next table and Smoky Joes, etc., and took the ferry across the straits and landed on Africa. We were in the Spanish port Ceuta, waiting in line at the border crossing check-in, when a tour guide in a sports jacket over a dirty T-shirt, shoes with no socks, opened the door, spouting his, "'Where do you want to go? I can show you everything, anything,' pushed me to the next seat and closed the door." The Brits were a bit taken aback by this, but when he said, drive on, they did. And even when we got to the border in Morocco proper, and he said, don't stop, don't stop, and the plastic-helmeted, machine-gun-carrying border guards simply got out of the way, the hairdresser driver did just that. Hmm. His first question was, you guys smoke? and his smile and wink said clearly to me that he wasn't talking about tobacco. The Brits, likely thinking only of tobacco, said, Oh, not us! But when he looked at me, I just nodded my head. So, when we get to Fnidek, the first city in Morocco, he shouts, Stop the car! and holds out his hand for me. I put in it the last the spare change in my pocket, which is most of the last of my money, and he orders, wait here, and disappears into a covered bazaar. Five minutes later, he returns, opens the door, slides in, and gives me the packet that later leaked all over my passport, the one the police chief had to brush clean to read.